Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Hi FM, the new year means new parliamentary public participation. And the man who helps us do that is Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa. Rob, how are you doing? Good morning, Benji. I'm fantastically well and yourself. I am doing very, very well. Rob, uh, lots of people concerned about ESCOM and electricity. And this week we're talking about nuclear power. Always contentious, always interesting. What's been going on in Parliament regarding that? Well, a lot has gone on in Parliament over, over the holidays. And not surprisingly, as they always seem to release so much uh, so much new policy and calls for comment at, at the end of the year. Most of it goes, goes under the radar. But luckily, we, we've caught a, a lot of it and brought it out for the public. One is the uh, call for a new nuclear installation. And what, what that is, is government has put out a consultation paper, and this is starting the, the process on nuclear procurement. The procurement is uh, 2,500 megawatts of nuclear energy, and this is to fulfill the mandate as set out in the Integrated Resources Plan, the IRP, which was established uh, last year and the year before. And what that states is that we need to decommission coal, um, obviously to meet climate change uh, standards and uh, it, the CO2 emissions reductions. And nu- nuclear fills that gap there where renewables cannot provide a base load. And, okay, so that's the, the nuclear side of things. You say is part uh, of the policy. I mean, are you, are you likely to see opposition from the green pieces of the world or, or, or is, is this kind of been a little bit settled uh, within the energy policy uh, discussion? Well, look, no, there will no doubt be the opposition from, from many sectors of society. Um, a lot stems from misunderstanding of, of nuclear and, and its role and functions and and role in actually climate change. It's a zero emissions um, gener- source of generating ele- electricity, um, which is which is exactly what we need to tackle climate change. Um, however, there are concerns from from that community on the safety precautions around the management of of nuclear, the potential dangers involved in in radiation and, and fallout and and so on. Um, most of which um, are catered for here. They, what what government is proposing is a move to small to medium reactors instead of one big installation like we have in, in Coburg in Cape Town, uh, which produces around, what, 1,900 megawatts. They're looking at smaller installations which produce between 300 to 700 megawatts, and those will be placed in various um, allocated areas around to spread, spread the load out across the grid. That also makes them easier to manage. Um, safer for for the environment, less environmental impact, and uh, quicker to install as well, and decommission and and so on. So um, my personal view is, is I think this is a good and necessary move um, that we that South Africa needs to overcome our our energy problems, and it seems to be the the quickest and most resourceful way of of establishing that that the absolute base load that that we need, and it's only accounting for about. Uh, 5.6% of the total energy production. The rest will be made up from from other methods of, of energy production. Now, another interesting one, Rob, uh, is is something which I think South Africans 
uh, think about when they have to vote or, or open a new bank account or something uh, is that the government wants to change the ID number system. What's going on here? This is a very interesting proposal. So it's it's a lot more than just changing um, the ID numbers. Um, I've been reading through quite an extensive document which has been provided by by government. It's it's well over 120 pages, and it's just one of many documents which which they've provided on this extensive program. It's changing the whole way that government operates essentially by consolidating all. Uh, all their resources and identity and uh, capturing systems, um, biometric systems, financial systems, and everything into one into one system called the national identity system, and that starts with the issuing of new uh, ID documents, new ID numbers to overcome certain um, societal issues that that arose from the old ID system, including. Uh, gender identity. They've included a, a third option for male, female, and and X. They, they call it X, and um, also racial classification within the old system. They want to get rid of that and then make it a more in, inclusive inclusive uh, system as such. But the main thing here is really around um, consolidating all the systems together. So they can introduce uh, biometrics, which be need, to, need to be taken at birth. Your newborn will have to have um, fingerprints taken, photographs of the ear, uh, and uh, DNA samples, and everything which will go into the centralized system. And as, as that infant grows up at five years of age, that will have to be redone to update the system and keep it updated and, and fresh. It also brings in financial information. It links to banking systems, financial institutions, digital currency systems. Everything is now brought into to one tracking system. So government can essentially um, see what balance you have in your bank account, what balance foreigners have in, in their bank account should they want to uh, emigrate into South Africa. And keep it, it keeps the track of absolutely everything. What purchases you, you will make through digital currency systems, what trading and everything, absolutely everything. It's from that point of view, it's rather concerning. Um, how is government going to maintain the security of the system? Um, who is going to operate it? And can they actually do it and get away with it? Well, we'll have to see how that, that pans out in, in a court, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, considering how much people are concerned that WhatsApp is tracking their uh, identity, that sounds like a mammoth amount of information that's going to be in the government's hands. Absolutely a fascinating, fascinating idea, uh, and, and a very interesting, uh, as you say, very wide ranging uh, set of information and, and collection, uh, and uh, uh, an important debate, I suppose, to, on how the, the society is going to function. Uh, Rob, I'm assuming you have uh, lots of commentary and and documents and stuff uh, related to this. As always, people can go on Dear South Africa if they want to comment and learn more. Absolutely, yeah. We've got a whole extensive amount of documents, uh, policy papers, consultation papers, all on our website at the, at the two different uh, campaigns, and that's all on dearsouthafrica.co.za. We will be providing more um, updates as we go. This The comment period on both these ends sort of mid-February. Um, but we'll provide more videos and information as as it becomes available. Well, there you go. Uh, Rob Hutchinson from DSL Africa, thank you so much for joining us on the New Blue Review. Thank you very much, Benji and team. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week.
There we go. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back just after this. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Hi FM, I'm Benji Shulman. This is the new Blue Review. Welcome back to the show. Time for your Israel bite for the day. Uh, now, if you've ever read the Mail and Guardian uh, newspaper, you will know that this is not a newspaper that is particularly uh, pro-Israel. They often have very many negative um, articles uh, and and often not very uh, not very fair or unbiased, fairly partisan. Uh, which is why I was very surprised this weekend when I picked up a copy of the paper, only to find an article by Professor Tim Maturi. Uh, Umariti, excuse me, who's an extraordinary professor of African studies at the University of the Free State. And he has written an article about uh, Israel and the United States and the existence of aliens. Uh, the article focuses on Professor Chaim Eshed, um, who uh, confirmed in an uh, interview published in the Jerusalem Post on December 10th that both Israel and the United States have been interacting with extraterrestrial civilizations known as the Galactic Federation. The initial article was actually written in Hebrew uh, in Yehidot Acharonot um, and subsequently covered in a number of international press outlets, including MSNBC. Now, uh, lest you think that this is just some crank uh, article that's uh, just being written in a national newspaper, it turns out that uh, Professor Chaim Eshed, in fact, is very, very well versed uh, in uh, Israeli um, in Israeli work and in Israeli um, uh, space work. Uh, and in fact, he is a, just about to publish a book uh, called "The Universe Beyond the Horizons: uh, Conversations with uh, with Professor Chaim uh, Eshed." And um, and he has actually worked in all sorts of spaces. Uh, to do with defense and Israel and academia. So he's by no means a, a lightweight uh, when it comes to these uh, sorts of, of issues. So it's a very, very interesting that this is being picked up and has gotten a lot of the, um, a lot of the little green men uh, watchers around the world uh, sort of quite excited. Of course, in 2020, we know that the U.S. government established uh, the U.S. Space Force, which is mandated to project military power across the solar system. Um, and of course, people like Elon Musk from here in South Africa have been doing enormous amounts of work when it comes uh, to, to getting to space and particularly uh, getting to Mars. It's also being taken seriously uh, on the Republican side of the fence in, uh, in the U.S. because there is, in fact, a U.S. State Department um State, U.S. Defense Department organization or, 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 or setup dedicated to unidentified aerial phenomena uh, task force. That's what it's called, the UAPTF. Um, and Marco Rubio, uh, who is quite a famous Republican uh, senator, has actually asked for intelligence so that he can have a look at this. Uh, and and um, and Kamala Harris, who's the vice president elect, is actually a member of the committee as well. So a very interesting, just a very interesting discussion. Uh, and apparently, uh, the, according to uh, Professor Chaim Eshed, is the reason why 
uh, these aliens are trying to talk to us uh, is that the Israelis and the Americans have been, as he claims, uh, working with uh, galaxy and universe distorting uh, substances and processes. Now, what quite that means, I have no idea. Uh, but if you're looking for a bit of an alien conspiracy theory, then you don't have to look any further than the Jewish state uh, on in, in 2021 if you're looking for the existence of the Galactic Federation. So that is, uh, yeah, that is your Israel Bite for today. Brings us to the end of the show. Thank you to the whole team. Helps make the show possible. Uh, Craig, who pushes all the big red buttons. Craig, you better watch out for the aliens if you're going to keep doing that. We've got Senna, who leads the production. Uh, Vusi, who's on the sound. And uh, you, dear listeners, who uh, hopefully will keep joining us for the rest of the year. That is us for this week. We'll be back next week on the New Blue Review. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.